0: Welcome to another episode of Rhythms. There is a verse that a lot of people are quoting right now, appropriately. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you saw it on Instagram, Romans 8.28. And, and we know that all things God works out for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purposes. Yes, but. Does that mean everything is going to be okay in this life? No, actually it's about ultimate good. See, you've got to read the next few verses to see what theologians call the golden chain of truths. He says, we've been called, which is great. In other words, we didn't get this. He gave this to us. But then he says in verse 29, for those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And so the ultimate good is that we're foreknown, which means Actively God has known us. He predestined us before the beginning of time. He set us apart to actually have relationship and it says in verse 30 those he predestined he called those he called he justified those he justified he glorified We right now are in good standing not guilty even though we were guilty because Jesus has taken care of that And the result is we're glorified and what's wild about this passage is glorified is past tense We're in right standing with God right now already because of what God has done. So God has called me and loved me and foreknown me and predestined me and that's how he's working out the ultimate good. So that's when, because that's all true, this is when Paul says in verse 31, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things god's greatest act of giving in history is jesus and so god has been so kind to us and interesting if you read church history a guy named philip melanchthon this is luther's right-hand man when he was dying he cried out verse 32 this was his faith and his confidence even in the place of death and fear so verse 30, 33 says, Who's going to bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Jesus Christ who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is interceding for us. Watch this. God's not only going to work everything out in the end right. He's, he's not only called you, predestined you, foreknown you, and given you the greatest gift in Jesus He's praying for us right now. In this time of pandemic, in this time of fear, in this time of job loss, Jesus is praying perfect prayers for you. And then this verse. So who shall separate us from the love of Jesus? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? As it's written in the Old Testament, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered sheep to slaughter. No, and all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, present or future, or any powers, neither height or depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ our Lord. So in other words, that isn't going to pull me away from God. Disease isn't going to pull me away from the love of God. Nor is life or allurements or demonic or cosmic powers, good or bad. No political power, no spiritual power, nothing in heaven or hell. Disappointment, neurosis, lost dreams, financial crisis, what we're going through can pull us away. And this is so incredibly important that we hear this. One of the greatest church fathers ever, his name, he was in the third century, his name was John Chrysostom. He was brought in in front of a Roman emperor. And this is how it reads: The Roman emperor threatened him with banishment for life, and it remained. And he, if he threatened him with banishment for life, if he remained a Christian, he replied, "You can't banish me. This is my father's house." He said, "Well, I'm going to kill you then." He said, "You can't, for my life is hid with Jesus." Well, I'm going to take away your wealth. Well, you can't do that because my treasure's not down here. My treasure's up in heaven. He says, I'm going to drive you away from your people, and you have no friend left. Well, you can't do that either, he said. I have a friend in heaven whom you can never separate me from. I defy you, for there is nothing you can do to truly hurt me. I love the confidence we find in Paul's writings and in those in church history. The the pain of life is real, and it's scary right now. But nothing can separate us from the love of God. Let me just end with this. Chuck Swindoll uh, basically said out of this passage, These helpful thoughts. Don't assume your suffering is a result of God's punishment on you. We live in a fallen world. Two, don't expect that when suffering ends, he's going to always give you greater joy. He's going to give you the greatest joy in heaven. Three, don't assume the Lord has abandoned you. He hasn't. Another one, do confess your fear and doubt and ask him for strength to press on. Another thing he says, don't assume you've been rejected or forsaken by God. Uh, He says, but do remain faithful to your duties, even if you must reduce your load for the time being. Uh, He said another thing, don't assume your prayers aren't being heard. He says, do continue to pray, even when you don't even know what to say. And he said, don't assume that your suffering gives you permission to give up. The good news is God will work all of this out for his good and our good, and he is with you. So root yourself actually in the truest and the strongest thing in the universe. The prayers of Jesus, the calling of God, the work of Jesus, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Be encouraged even in this day.